Side Hustle Show 138, Authority Site Case Study, How an Air Force Flight Surgeon Took His Side Hustle Full-Time. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. What's up, what's up, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where if you hang around long enough, your internet friends will start to outnumber your real-life friends. Today's show is an awesome case study from an internet friend of mine who, by all accounts, had a really good job, but still managed to build an escape path out of there on the back of his hustle and his own unique authority in this space. Now, I first met Ryan Gray at New Media Expo in 2014, and when I asked him what he did, he, he told me he was a doctor, and I was like, dude, what are you doing at this weird internet conference? And he explained, hey, I've got this authority site that I'm building, a blog and podcast over at medicalschoolhq.net, and I was like, wow, that sounds fascinating. Uh, we've run into each other at several conferences since then, and at Podcast Movement this summer, he mentioned he'd left the Air Force and actually taken medicalschoolhq.net full time. So in this episode, we're going to follow the ideas, action and results framework to hear how Ryan uh, first came up with the idea for this business, the specific actions he took to grow it, and the results he's been able to achieve in terms of traffic and monetization. All the notes and links are at sidehustlenation.com slash 138. And while you're there, you can grab a free PDF download with all the highlights and Ryan's top tips from this conversation. Uh, sidehustlenation.com slash 138. So let's do this. I went to started my active duty commitment with the Air Force in Dover, Delaware, back in 2010. Okay. And for some reason, I have no idea why, but for some reason, I started listening to Internet Business Mastery. I have no idea why I was looking for podcasts. I have no idea why I was listening to to business podcasts, entrepreneurial podcasts. But I okay. started listening to to Internet Business Mastery. There was something in there that, that there, drew. There's you. something. They they had a good hook. Um, but I started listening to that show, and then as as most people uh, that are in this space have know, I, I listened to Pat Flynn. The if you might you might have heard his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we were familiar with <laughs> with yeah, more passive income. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But I listened to Pat Flynn and then I was like, he he started talking about this niche site duel and the security guard training HQ. You might recognize medical school HQ. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can have a website with lots of information and make tons of money with with AdSense. Why not? Let's give it a shot. (laughs) Yeah, I need to supplement my income as a physician, apparently. Again, I don't know why I was listening to this stuff, but... uh, the the original it started kind of because as as I was working I had young airmen coming up to me asking about what it was like to to go through medical school to get into medical school what was that whole process like and I had a blast talking to them about it I okay. would sit there and talk to them for like an hour and a half and I was realizing that my path to medical school was uh, kind of a rocky one I had pretty bad pre med advising uh, I had bad advice. They, my, my advisor told me not to even apply to medical school because I was a white male. Apparently, white males don't get into medical school. Really? And talking to my wife, who's also a physician, she had bad advising as well. She went to an undergrad in Canada. She's from the States, but she went to, to college in Canada. Okay. And she had bad advising as well. And so we started talking, and I said, hey, there's this 
thing I can do. I can make a website and we can put a bunch of information on it and it'll sit there and it'll make money. And so we registered the domain back in March of 2012 and haven't really looked back since. Okay. So the site's about three and a half years, uh, years old at this point. So it was a couple, sounds like a couple years or a year and a half of, of education time prior to that saying, Hey, learning about this whole online business thing before, you know, registering the domain and making the plunge. Yeah, there was there was some lead up there and some hesitation and some fears before we actually took the plunge. What was your what was your initial investment in getting this thing set up? Oh, I went to GoDaddy and probably spent thirty or forty dollars, maybe a little bit more, for a couple of years of of the domain. Okay. Uh, obviously, some hosting, and uh, yeah, I went from there. It, obviously, there was a, a huge time commitment, so that was an investment of time. Yes, to create the articles, my wife and I at that point were living apart. Uh, she was in her residency training. I was in Delaware doing my my active duty stuff. Okay. And so she, on train rides down, she was in Boston. She would take the train down to visit me on weekends, and I would give her homework assignments to type up on her way down. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff done that way. What kind of content were you focusing on? Like focusing on the people in med school or like pre-med college students? Um, what was your kind of focus there? So we were very scattered at first. We didn't niche down enough at first. So we focused on medical students and pre-med students. So people wanting to get into medical school and those that were already in. And so our message was very scattered. Eventually, we settled on just pre-med students. But the the content, we we focused on content that was uh, more fact-based. There's a a very large website that's dedicated to medical students and pre-med and a lot of other health fields. And it's a form-based website, and just there's there's so much negativity in the forms, and lots of trolls and other stuff. And so we wanted to bring a, a more positive voice with more data-driven information. Okay, doctors are being mean to each other. It, pre-meds are being mean to each other. Oh, okay, okay. Like it's yeah, it's a cool. very very cutthroat. <laughs> a little competitive out there. Okay, interesting. What was in? And so you're creating this content, putting it up on the site. Like how off, how often are you posting? Oh, we posted as much as we could. Uh, again, we were both working full time, so we were maybe putting stuff up once a week. Okay. Uh, I, we, I wasn't fancy enough to have a content calendar. As, as soon as something was ready to go up, I I put it up. No, that's that's totally fine. I just I asked the question because some people are like, I post three times a day, five days. I'm like, that's nuts. And other people are like, <laughs> uh, you have post whenever I have time to post or whenever I have something, to, whenever I have something to say. Yeah. So, no, that's good. That's good to hear. When did you see, or did you see, did it take a while for people to take off, for this thing to to kind of get some traction? Did people discover it right away? Were, were you saying like, hey, look, there's already this massive forum out there. Why is there anyone going to read my stuff? Like, this is a kind of an intimidating, like, this is, a very, this is a very professional niche to enter, to say like, look, I'm going to become the med school authority. And it's like, who gave you who gave you permission to do that? I don't know. This is kind of a fascinating one. Yeah, so there there is that self-doubt, right? Uh Cliff Ravenscraft uh calls it the imposter syndrome, or somebody calls it the imposter imposter syndrome. I know he talks about it. So I, I have this feeling of, well, I'm I'm just a physician, right? That's a, that's the only education I have. I I really wasn't on any admissions committees. I wasn't um I'm not trained as a pre-med advisor. But I had this information because I've been through it. And most yeah. pre-med advisors haven't gone through it. They're not physicians. And so I had this leg up on them. 
because I knew what it was like. And so, yes, there there was a lot of hesitation there. There was a lot of fear that people won't believe me because I'm just a physician. But I tried to go out and get other people to give me information as well. So when I, I started the podcast a little bit later, okay. and I got guests that would kind of help me out in that expert realm. But it, it took a long time to get the website going to get some traffic. It took, I'm looking at my analytics right now, and even a year into it, I was still getting less than 500 views a day. That's still, that's quite a bit of traffic though. Yeah, nothing like it is now, but back then that was still good for me. And I think there was one month even that I made a hundred bucks in AdSense. Nice. Are you? <laughs> I thought I was on the site like this week. Um, is there, There's, do you even have AdSense anymore? Well, you had to turn off your ad blocker if you wanted to see it, but no, I don't. Uh, I don't have AdSense anymore. I um, the return wasn't worth it in my mind for the distraction that it was causing. Okay, so monetizing with AdSense. What and what's your traffic like today? Yesterday we had five thousand or so. Whoa, page views. Nice. Yeah. So so over the last thirty days or so, we've been consistently getting about a hundred thousand page views uh, every thirty day mark. Wow. That's big time, man. Congratulations. That's very cool. Thank you. What, now, in terms of you know the growth of this site, the marketing of the site, what did you find was the most effective way to build this? Because everybody starts from scratch to build this thing up to 100,000 page views a month. So it's a three-year overnight success, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I, my biggest community that's kind of rallied around me is through a website that I found. It's another form but a lot friendlier form. And I got to know the form owner, the website owner. I've spoken at his conference a couple of years ago. And it was through interacting in that form and posting about the podcast and posting about other things and providing value to other people that they started to find me. Okay. I don't do a ton of SEO stuff. I, I don't even write articles really anymore. I just podcast once a week. And it's through that consistency that people have found me. Okay. Let's talk about the podcast. You think that was an effective growth channel or pre-med kids listening to podcasts? I don't know if it was originally. Uh, There's obviously still some some technical hesitation there. You're a couple years uh, deep into the show? Yeah. So we started the website in March of 2012. The first podcast episode went live the end of November of 2012. So we're 140... As we record this, 147 weeks in, I haven't missed a week in almost three years now. And it's through that consistency. Uh, Obviously, iTunes is a a wonderful search engine. Uh, I ask a lot of people when they tell me they listen, I ask them where they found me. And a lot of them just say they they went into iTunes and looked for some medical stuff and and up I popped. Well, that's great. Um, Yeah, that's a cool avenue for, for discoverability. I think John Dumas was talking at one point. He said, look, you know, if you if you Google entrepreneur, I'm on like page 17. But if you search iTunes for entrepreneur, I'm like number two or something. So I was like, yeah, it's a different a different avenue for discovery there. What kind of content are you putting out on the on the show? It's mostly interview based show. It's uh, like like I kind of mentioned a little bit ago. I wanted to go out and interview admissions committee members and deans and other people to kind of make it seem like I had that expertise because I had them on. Okay. But what I've found from listening to my audience was that they were more interested in hearing stories of people like themselves. So now most of my interviews are other 
medical students or physicians or pre-meds who have a very interesting path into medicine. Okay. Um, they might have had to overcome some struggles or they had some challenges. And so those are the stories that I tell now and the audience loves that stuff. Oh, interesting. Was there uh, an inflection point? Like if you look back at the three years of, of history on the site where things started to take off when you kind of said to yourself, hey, maybe this maybe this could really work. Maybe this could really be a thing. You know, maybe it was that first $100 AdSense check or, or something, or has it just been kind of a slow and steady climb? It's been a very slow and steady climb. Uh, my, my first big monetization came from an affiliate deal that I had with a big test prep company. They, they came on the podcast. Uh, I had one of their top instructors come on and we offered a coupon code in the podcast that was good for like a month or two. Okay. And I got a che- I got a check for almost eight hundred bucks for that one podcast episode. Nice. And so I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I wish I could get eight hundred dollars every podcast episode. Yeah. And so there are lots of test prep companies that are out there, and I have pretty good relationships with most of them. And so I've done some affiliate stuff with them, but then I I started to through listening to again Smart Passive Income. The different people that Pat had on, I was like, I could do that with my community. Or I could do this. And so there was there was one episode that he had, and, and it gave me the idea to basically create a community around it. This was before I really knew about like the physical community or a lot of these other entrepreneurial communities that are popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I created a what I call the academy, stealing a name from everybody else, uh, a, a community for pre-med advising, basically group pre-med advising. Private pre-med advising is expensive, so I utilized the technology and had a group of students come in. They, they can pay a lot less. And so that's where my first big push into kind of recurring revenue and, and stuff came in. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about the uh, the affiliate deal. So it started off with AdSense, very low-hanging fruit in terms of monetization, just contextual-based advertising on site. Easy to install. You don't have to worry about selling private ads or anything. And we're kind of seeing a pattern in like this, you know, professional certifications, test prep, uh, you know, nursing, architecture, you know, med school, like where there's a certification that somebody has to pass and there's like, preparation involved for this test they see a lot of people have success in helping people along that path and oftentimes it's like hey i did this this is what i did to succeed at this This is why you should trust me or this is why i failed the first time let me show you how uh, to overcome that it's an interesting um interesting way to go did you ever go down the route of creating your own like test prep ebook like um green exam academy style not at all. I, I do have my, my lead magnet is all about the MCAT, which is the big test they have to take. Okay. But I, I have no desire to get into the <laughs> test prep world because that test is is a beast and I hated it. It made me miserable and I, I'm glad I never have to take it again. But they, there are people out there that enjoy that and I'll, I'll gladly refer to them and, and get a commission. Yeah, so there's other okay, so you can set up affiliate relationships with these other test prep rather than try and create it completely um, yourself. Okay, so tell me, tell me about the academy. This is a membership um, membership site for for students, basically. Yeah, for pre meds. So it's it's again a lot of my audience is a non traditional student, so they don't really have access to pre med advisors. So a non traditional student is somebody that's kind of past college. 
maybe they're changing careers to go back into medicine. And so they don't have access to the advisors that you may have at a university. And so they join my academy and we have twice a month live office hours. They, they jump on, we use uh, the software Fuse, Fuse Meeting, and it's just a bunch of talking heads and we discuss things. It's application season right now as we're recording this, so I do a lot of mock interviews with them uh, through the academy. Uh, it, it started off uh, a lot more grandiose than what it has turned out to be, just from what uh, the feedback that I've gotten. But I opened it and people came. I have about uh, maybe 60 members or so in there okay. right now. And when did, when did you first open the doors to that thing? It was September of 2013, I believe. And we, we opened it to about 51 members paying a whopping $7.50 <laughs> a month. Um, I had this idea, my, my coach, I, I had Jamie Tardy as a coach, okay. uh, or Jamie Masters now, as she goes by. And she, she uh, kind of yelled at me for this. I, I thought, well, my, my target market from, from interviewing students and, and doing kind of a, an analysis of what they would want and need and what they would pay was about $15. And so we opened up with, not any, with, with no content. We said, okay, as, as a charter member, we'll let you in at half off. And okay. so we, we opened at 15. We're now up to 37, and I'll probably uh, increase it uh, next time I open it up. It's closed right now. Okay. Um, what's, the, what's the strategy behind opening and closing it? Uh, really, it, it came down to focusing on one thing versus many. Uh, I, I recently left the Air Force, so I really only had time with everything else going on in my life to, to work a couple hours a week on the academy. Okay. And so I didn't want to worry about onboarding new members and dealing with old members and, and having all that chaos. So that was the, the main reason with shutting it down. And then there was also the kind of the good side effect of having the urgency of people going, oh, I need to sign up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Close, the doors are closing. Get on in. You know it. Okay. So the membership side, the uh, the affiliate side of things, are you doing any one-on-one stuff at a higher price point? I am now, yeah. So I just, uh, now that I'm full time with this, I reached out actually to my, I have a waiting list for people that want to get into the academy. And I sent them an email two weeks ago now, maybe. Okay. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry that you're still waiting. Here's why. But I do have some room for one-on-one -on -one people. And so I've taken on several new clients there offering, mostly right now, it's, it's mostly interview prep. Okay. Just because of the the season that we're in, yeah. everybody's uh, worrying about their their interviews, and so I've been doing mock interviews uh, at about 150 bucks a, a pop, but it kind of works out because it's only 45 minutes. So it works out to about 200 bucks an hour. So yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah. Do you do you find that people like students are happy to pay because I remember like I'm in I'm in college I'm kind of broke but these people are hey I'm going to be a doctor I'm going to be making good money as, as long as I get in yeah so there's there's that that's that fear that that I have as the entrepreneur as somebody that's charging money is well these are college kids they don't have money yeah but they'll gladly pay money for stuff that will help them and again, going back to my audience, a lot of my audience is non-traditional students, so they're they're in the workplace already. Okay, okay. And so they maybe they're they're back in school full time, but they have some savings that they saved up so they could go back to school. 
So it's just knowing my audience and knowing that there there are some that can pay, there are some that can't. But I had one guy, uh, I did a mock interview with him yesterday, I think, and he only paid for one session instead of 500 for four sessions. He only paid for one and I charged more. I charged 175 for the one session. Okay. And at the end, he's like, He's like, this was so much more beneficial than I thought it would be. Can I sign up again? <laughs> I'm like, sure you can. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you. Absolutely. Here's another invoice. Thank you very much. Um, but but you know what? At the end of the day, it's his comments to me. He's like, this was amazing. I didn't know this would help this much. And and that's what what is fun for me. Yeah, that's great. That's really cool. You doing any ads on the on the podcast? I have not gotten any sponsorships. I do have some relationships, um, which was kind of a cool thing. That There's a magazine in my niche, a pre-med life magazine. And a year or so ago, we kind of signed an agreement to help cross-promote each other. And so they have my podcast on their homepage. They've basically turned a couple of my podcasts into stories for their magazine and I cross-promote them in the podcast. There's no monetary gain there. And I, I talk about one of the test prep companies every so often uh, about going and, and using, letting them know they heard about, heard about the test prep company on the podcast, and they'll save some money, and that's how the referrals work. So okay. around the first of the month, I'll, I'll get a, a PayPal uh, deposit from them, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's always nice. But I, I am reaching out for sponsorships. I actually sent a couple emails yesterday to some to some different companies that I know would be interested in in reaching their target audience. So yeah, it's, it's such just a, a matter targeted, of uh, such a targeted show. It seems like it would be it is. a good fit. So it, that helps. This is uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, just from a from a tactical standpoint, what tech are you using to run the the membership area? So I'm using it's it's WordPress using Paid Membership Pro. And then the, there's a form in there, which I might get rid of and just switch over to Facebook groups because it's easier. But I use IP board for the form. Uh, I just love the, the layout, but that's pretty complicated to get them to talk to WordPress. Okay. What, what's next? Now that you've got more, more hours to work on this thing, what, um, where do you see it going? So I'm starting a couple new podcasts. To After I left Podcast Movement this last year, 2015, I heard NPR and WNYC talk about how well cross-promotion works to support all their shows. And so I, that got me thinking, well, I have more time now. How can I, cross, how can I build a cross-promotion network, basically? And so I went to this original form that kind of took me in and went to their owner. I said, hey, let's do a podcast, a weekly podcast, very short form, answering a question uh, every week that somebody posts in the form. Okay. We can re- we can record like five or six of them at a time, and super easy, and and we can push them out, and we can cross promote that way. So yesterday I recorded nine episodes with him. Oh wow! Nice. And, and we'll we'll start that pretty soon. And then the pre med life magazine, I went to them. I said, hey, let's do an audio version of your stories. I'll I'll read the article and then comment on it and do some stuff. And so they're on board with that. It's not a monetary exchange. Not yet, maybe. I, I might pitch that to them later, but I want to to show some value for them first. Yeah. Um, so now I'll have three shows. I'm able to cross-promote each other and and go from there. You had uh, Naveed on recently. I'm very interested in doing a summit. I, I bought the domain a while ago, actually, premedsummit.com. Oh, so okay. I'm very interested okay. in doing that. 
Yeah, some of those results that he shared were just absolutely crazy for that. Um, so that could be a really cool way to expand your uh, expand your list, expand your audience there. Yeah. The pre-med summit, patent pending. <laughs> Trademark. Trademark. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Ryan, thanks so much for uh, for joining me. I really like the um, the podcast. Hey, look, this has been a, an effective way to do it. Now you can build your own med school like network of podcasts, almost kind of like were these guys at podcast moving like the horse podcast? It was like some show yeah. about like yeah, Glenn. A horse Glenn the Geek. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, and he had like seven different shows, and it was putting up some crazy numbers. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got nine shows, I think, and he's got I think five or six on the way still. Jeez. Uh yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, that's pretty good. I can't keep I can't even keep the one show straight, so it's pretty impressive. <laughs> but I uh, know I like that. Uh, I like that tactic, especially, you know, focus on uh, focus on what's working. And 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 you said like, "Hey, look, I'm kind of almost retired from the written content and focusing on this channel with with most of my energy." Yeah, the the written stuff, I don't know if I'll get back into it. Obviously, I have time now to write, but the podcast stuff is working. And I I outsource my show notes, so I have pretty thorough show notes and transcripts for each show. So it's it's a lot of good written content there as well. Okay. So yeah, there is something at least for at least something for the search engines to chew on if you're doing some of the the right yep. the, the show notes there. Yep. Well, awesome. Ryan, thanks so much for for joining me. It's medical school hq.net if you want to check out a really cool example of uh, of an authority site built from scratch uh, in a very professional and very competitive uh, area I might imagine so right thanks so much we'll, we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for side hustle nation the number one tip is just to keep at it you know there are so many times where I would come home from work my wife would come home from work it's a Tuesday night and I didn't have a podcast for the next day. Yeah. <laughs> After she yelled at me for a little bit, we would sit down and record at like nine thirty at night and, and I would I would stay up and edit it and and push it out. And that consistency is is what I believe has paid off. Yeah, keep at it. I think that's great because it's it's so much easier to start than it is to stay started, to keep to keep going at it. So uh, three years in and hey, you say slow and steady. But now it's a full-time thing and, and doing well. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks, Nick. Did you catch the couple uh, side hustle ideas that Ryan just kind of casually threw in there, like in passing? Now, the first was uh, reaching out to digital magazine owners to see if they might be interested in producing an audio version of their magazine in podcast form. You've seen Nathan Chan from Founder Magazine uh, start doing this really recently. You could even pitch this Brian Harris style by recording the first episode and sending it to the magazine owner as a preview. And where we talked extensively about this kind of uh, sales tactic or the service business tactic, sidehustlenation.com slash 87. If you missed that one, one of the most popular episodes of all time of the Side Hustle Show. The second thing he mentioned, uh, again, just in passing, was uh, reaching out to forum owners. And I think this has huge potential because forums are still such a big, big part of, uh, of the online world. And you can say, hey, Here's a way for you to reach a completely new audience. Like Ryan said, uh, just answer questions from the forum. You can batch record them. You can knock out five or six in a day, and you've got content for a week in an hour's worth of, uh, of recording time. You can use it to cross-promote your own stuff if you're in the same niche, or uh, charge the guy a production fee if you want to do it as a separate business. So lots of fun stuff in this conversation, how you know how Ryan started almost by accident. Hey, we want to give this a shot. The partnership, the teamwork, the camaraderie with his wife, 
wife, uh, that's obviously huge to have the support of your spouse when you're starting any kind of side hustle, especially a long-term project like this. He joked about it being a three-year overnight success, so I thought his his number one tip of keep at it was uh, was very much appropriate. Um, they talked about he talked about differentiating some uh, from some of the competing or existing sites, and um, and then using them to help drive traffic as well. And the challenge of overcoming the imposter syndrome along the way, like hey, who, who gave me the authority? Who gave me the right to to talk about this stuff? Well, uh, no one, but I'm going to do it anyways because. This is what I know about. So all in all, uh, fantastic conversation. Be sure to head over to sidehustlenation.com slash 138 to grab the free PDF highlight reel with all the notes, links, highlights, and Ryan's top tips from this episode. And hey, uh, not only should you trust him because he plays a doctor on the internet, he actually is one in real life. So thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll see you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to The Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com.